What's up guys and welcome back to the Yardwork. I'm your host Yardwork Andrew and today we got a real great episode coming for you guys. We're back on with Carson Lee and we're doing a uh, dual podcast so it's going to be the Yardwork and Down in the Dirt podcast and uh, it's going to be good. Super excited to have Carson Lee back on my show and super excited to be on his show. So uh, and that goes out for everyone who's listening. If you're checking us out on iTunes make sure you subscribe to us and you subscribe to Down the Dirt podcast. It's also on iTunes. And if you're checking us out on the Podbean app, make sure you follow us there. Also want to shout out our sponsors, Hit Factory Baseball and Baseball Lifestyle 101. And now let's get into the show. What up, what up, you guys? Welcome back to the Down in the Dirt podcast where we are getting dirty talking baseball. I am your host, Carson Lee. And I am Yardwork Andrew of the Yardwork. Sorry, I didn't know that was my cue to <laughs> hop in. Dude, we, we practice this so much. and Yeah, dude. The listeners do not know that we just sat here and practiced this for like 20 minutes before we came on. But the, li- <laughs> the listeners don't also know how tough it is. When you're doing a dual podcast like this, you don't know when to like step in, how to introduce each other, because we're both recording. Yeah, So exactly. it's like it's but, like tough. Bro, it's okay, because this is a collab podcast. And yes, sir. It's gonna be freaking lit between us Let's two. Go. Down in the dirt in the yard work, dude. I'm super pumped. Uh, it's been way too long, dude, since we've been uh, talking because we had this whole plan to do uh, a show after each Yankee Red Sox series. And <laughs> when I told you that, it was still like a month and a half away from Yankees Red Sox, and I was like, it's gonna go by fast. You know, we'll be back on. You know, like in no time. And then it's like three weeks later, and I'm literally like itching to get another podcast in. Yes. And I had to wait. Yes, bro. But, Damn, uh, let's not let's not forget, this is the first appearance you're making on my show. Yes, this uh, is incredible. You know, I've been on your show now three times. It's going to be number four. Yes. I'm a, dude, I'm as official of Yardwork Carson as it gets. Yeah. But now you're you're officially dirty. Dirty. In the trenches dirty. With me. I'm a dirty, dirty Andrew, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. That's incredible. Dirty, dirty. I'm not Yarwick Andrew anymore. I'm Dirty Andrew. Oh my god, dude. That sounds like a stripper oh, name. Brother, there's gonna be so much laughing on this podcast. Oh my god, Dirty Andrew. Man, that's 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 amazing. I'm. That's amazing. Dude. But yeah, so uh, let's talk about this Red Sox Yankees series. Yeah. So uh, the Red Sox. Let's do it. The Yankees won. Let's What's do it. next? Let's do it, man. No, wait, wait. We got. I got more. Okay, no, it's over. It's, no, no, it's no, over. no, 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 no. Sorry, I got a lot more to say, man. Oh, dude, the Red Sox. When I see the Red Sox bullpen, I smile. I smile when I see them come in against the Yankees. I smile when I see Chris Sale pitching against the Yankees because he was he zero four right now. Oh dude, man, it's incredible. Is, I don't even know who he is, man. It's incredible. What what happened was I believe it was a Brett Gardner grand slam, bro. Honestly, was that what you it was? guys should just be smiling whenever we walk in the stadium. It's so bad I right think now. That's what it was. I mean, dude, this this could have went, you know, one or two ways for me. Either it's a real sad podcast or it's a real happy one. And for Dirty Andrew, oh, it's a happy podcast. <laughs> Cause my Yankees won. A little two game sweep got the broomsticks out. You know what I'm saying? Just sweeping you guys away. A little Jordan crying face. Uh Picture no, over got, the Red I Sox. Better, I got a better reference for you, man. They got the, uh, they got the yardsticks out. The yardsticks out. I love it. I love it. Yes. But yeah, man. Dude, was, you're literally uh, coming up with ways to like had, bring down your team. It has a good start to the season, nonetheless. Oh. Yep. Nope. Not a good start. <laughs> if you uh, saying it nicely. 
But you know what, though? It's also not a great start for the Yankees. I do have to put that out there. I mean, both teams are That's the thing with the whole division. It's completely upside down. I don't get it. Right? And the Rays are looking good? What? So Tyler Glass now? I saw a stat last year, or a few weeks ago, that from last year, from like, I don't know, like 30 games into the season, Mm -hmm. I think it was the last 162 games they had played. Uh, dating back to like middle of last year or something like that, but they were their winning percentage was like seventy or eighty percent, something nuts. just stupid. Dude, and uh, that's nuts. They had one, yeah, it was like the, like one hundred and twenty wins or something over the last, you know, however many mm-hmm. games the stat was. But dude, that their pitching is is number one mm-hmm. in the league right now, and their offense is like number three, and they had the best run differential. So, dude, but they have yeah, Tyler Glass now. Who's pitching insane? The guy was like one in like a thousand, his his win loss record when he was in Pittsburgh. He comes to Tampa Bay and I think he he threw yet yesterday. I, I don't know what happened, but up until his last start, he was four and zero, and the guy was throwing absolute gas. Who are we talking about? Tyler Glass now, Ray's uh yes, and he, Ray's starter. I mean, bro, the guy's has, insane. He has the nastiest stuff too, and you know it helps to have him because you also have the AL Cy Young as your other guy. Blake Snell, who I do want to talk about because I heard he broke yeah, he his just, toe. He just went moving on the like a like a I think it was like a decorative stand in his bathroom. I have no idea what that means, <laughs> but I mean, dude, you're the reigning AL Cy Young. Why don't you hire someone to move something heavy that you can't do? With like what, the guy like dropped a sink on his foot. I didn't. I didn't even see the story. I just saw that it was a. Uh, I didn't like really see the story third either. Toe or something like. That. I just saw it said broken toe. Then in quotes decorative bathroom stand and then I was like Bro, I, can't, I don't know I, I don't know what that means I, I can't even lie but with uh, you know my own seasons getting ready to start and uh, MLB starting it all kind of just happening at the same time and with the Red Sox sucking yes just completely not even looking like a baseball team yes thank you I've not been that invested in the MLB so yes. uh, my updates are a little uh, late, needless to say. But, yeah, I, all I saw was a broken third toe, and that was about as much as I saw. But it's one of those things, man. I mean, he's going to miss starts here and there throughout the season to begin yeah. with. So this is more just, you know, they he'll said, miss a start or two, and he'll come back, and he's still going to get his 30, 35 starts for the yeah. whole season. And if he keep, keeps pitching like this, man, he's going to be back-to-back Cy Youngs. So, Dude, if you're a race... they are dealing. If you're a Rays fan and you hear Blake Snell's on the IL and it's nothing to do with his throwing arm, then you should feel very happy. Unless it's like some freak accident where like he like tears an ACL or something, then obviously you're, you're nervous. Well, no, yeah, they, they should be happy because they have a five-and-a-half-game lead over right. the Yankees. And he's going to miss one start. Division, so, you know, they have a nice, comfortable lead. Yeah, he's going to miss one start because he dropped like a sink on his foot or something. <laughs> Dude, that, that's one of those things where that's like your girls telling you, hey, we got to decorate the house a little bit. Yeah. And you know, you got to be the macho man and take right. care of it. Where you guys you are know, like. Really, really in that situation, you just got to take control and tell her, hey, we're going to hire someone right. to do this. They're like, my at home. My baseball career is on the line <laughs> and my feet cannot be broken. He's like, dude, they're in like Home Depot, like browsing the shelves. <laughs> little does he know. They're like, she's like, oh, honey, I like that one. He's like, yeah, that one's <laughs> nice. He's thinking, like, you think I can put that in myself? And he's like, yeah, I can. And it's like, or he's like, date is like, you know, like the first couple like weeks or months they're dating. He's like, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah, trying to drops her on his toe, and uh, 
missing a game or two, and I got to hear the rest of the story because it sounds pretty funny, though. Like, you're not trying to laugh at someone getting hurt, but the story, I think, could be very entertaining. You never know, man. She could be the one, so... uh, So maybe it was worth it. Maybe a broken toe for a lifetime of happiness with that special lady. Maybe it was worth it. Hey, hey, happy wife, happy life. That's a fact. That is a fact. And, dude, you want to hear hear another crazy story, actually? This one, Jabba Chamberlain, uh, a few years ago, and he was back... Dude, I know I have no, I have no idea honestly. But when he was oh, on the Yankees, yeah, it is a Yankee. When he was on the Yankees story, uh, his his son uh, had a birthday party and there was a bouncy castle and he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I can do it. I'm gonna bounce. Breaks his ankle. I mean, come on, you're a major league that. player and you're going like, to a bouncy like castle. Made, like, national headlines. Bro, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was like pretty hyped. I'm gonna, you know what, dude? We have technology. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try yeah, to see real quick. Let's do the same thing. Let me just I'm see like a quick Google search. Just a real quick Google search. It'll take like two seconds. Jabber Chamberlain. I feel like my 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 typing, my keyboard broken, typing is so broken loud. Broken ankle. Broken ankle. I look up broken ankle pops up. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, it says he he nearly died in a trampoline accident. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what this first one says. It's 2012. But yeah, it's when he accidented a play area with his young son. And he was already on the comeback from Tommy John. I mean, Bro, what a almost, bad He couple. almost died from a loss of blood. For real? That's what this article says. Dude, that's... In, wait, loss of blood from a broken ankle? Does that even make <laughs> sense? Yes. Who said it? What's the article? The business fake Insider. News, that's news, the first one news. that pops up. It's gotta be fake news. Don't know if I don't know if I trust it. When Chamberlain was hurt, bone was sticking out of his ankle and he was bleeding profusely. That is disgusting. I wish I did not bring. I wish I didn't bring up his his bouncy castle injury because now I'm gonna get so many mental images right now. So many mental images. If you guys are still listening, please please keep stay on. Please (laughs) just fast forward through this part. But uh, yeah, I mean, dude. But like going back to the Rays, I. We have numerous of episodes where we're like, dude, the Rays are looking sneaky. And obviously, they are. Because they are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. And aside from their pitching, it's like you look at some of their um, you know, field players, and they're, they do not really have any stars in the field that I'm you know, really thinking about. No, man. But they've been they're... getting it done. Austin Meadows has been fantastic. Yeah, that's who, that's who I was about to say. That's like their biggest name yeah. they have is Austin Meadows. And he came over in the Chris Archer deal yeah. as the top prospect. Because he was thought of highly in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I can't believe Pittsburgh got rid of him, to be honest. But, you know, they have Tommy Pham and Kevin Kiermeyer. Yeah. But, you know, and, those are kind of established guys. But yeah, Austin and when Kiermeyer is healthy. Stud. When Kiermaier stays healthy, he's a pretty good uh, player. I mean, I know he was, a, I think, a gold glove a few years ago. But, I mean, he's oh, been getting yeah, it done plat- with the he bat, too. Glove. He was plat- I mean, yeah, the dude's a great uh, great fielder, and he's, he's decent with the bat when the guy's not hurt. But I feel like him staying healthy has been a little bit of a struggle the last couple of years. It's, man, and that's the problem, too, with the division now is really the race. I don't think it's so much with the Yankees, but uh, their lead, is their gap is just so big. That man, I really just don't know what kind of ground anyone else in the division can make up right now. Wait, you're talking about the whole Including season? Me. You're talking about the whole se- for the Dude. whole season? Yes, man. We got time. Dude, they're we got time. They're up, they're up five and a half games on the Yankees and eight and a half on the Red Sox. Yeah, but what 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 we still got? Like a hundred and 
forty no, something. Yeah, games. But the I think the pace that you have to play at play at to um, you know reverse that around and still win ninety games because it's going to take ninety games, ninety five games to win this to win the division. Right. So to pay at that play at that pace for the whole season, yeah, man, this season might be over before it's even started. No way. Especially, especially, especially if they can't figure it out, dude. No, dude. dude Price, I, Price, Price released an interview today saying that he thinks that if they don't turn it around, Mookie, JD, and potentially him could get traded. That would be insane, insane. dude. Insane. You have the no team way. who wins 108 games, wins the World Series, one of the best teams we've seen in baseball in the last however many years. And now you're going to take away the MVP, another star DH, and arguably, eh, I mean, he, I'm sure he, David Price would be an ace somewhere else, maybe on like the Mariners or somewhere. But, you know, a very solid number two guy, and you're going to dish him out? I mean, that is insane to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I can't see that being realistic, but that's that's the interview he came out with today. It actually, I'm looking it up right now, and it says that uh, Dombrowski responded to the interview uh, about him winning the trade stars. Um, haven't read it yet, though, but, yeah, man, that's kind of the state of the clubhouse if that tells you anything, but I don't get it. How do you go from being the best team in baseball to just falling flat on your face? And, yeah. you know, I kind of I kind of saw a glimpse of it in spring training because they struggled in spring training this year. They were horrible in spring training, including their pitching. Their pitching was god-awful in spring training. And the thing is, last year, they were the best spring training team last year. I mean, I know that doesn't mean anything, but they won mm-hmm. the Grapefruit Grapefruit League. You um, said Grapefruit? And then, you know, they go on to win 108 <laughs> games, go on to win 115 games, and win the World Series. Uh, or 19. I don't even know how many games it was total. 15 or 19. Um, someone on the someone listening is probably going to correct me and tell yeah. me I'm wrong. But um, Yeah, let them hear it, guys. Let them hear it. <laughs> Let him hear it. His Instagram's Carson Lee Five. Give him a DM. I think you also said grapefruit, which yeah, uh, I, my, I think I think you guys. My speech tonight. He's got to hear it. My mouth, my mouth's a little dry. I've been at the baseball field all day. I've been <laughs> in the locker room, um, so I'm a little parched. My lips are going together. But uh, yeah, dude, I, don't, I just don't get how you go from being the best team all year. And then just come out Dude, and flat, fall flat like, on your face, man. I feel like and you're like... It, a, started, it started from the first game with Chris Sale just laying an egg. Dude, I think you're just like a real sad Boston fan right now. But I'm heartbroken. To, as a Yankee fan saying this to you, I don't think it's over. I still think the Yankees and Red Sox are going to be 1-2 and two in this division. Dude, that is, that's a bold prediction. I, still, I, I 100% think so. The Rays might not even be three. They might be number four. Nah, I'm kidding. They'll be three. That's not going to happen. It's going to be Yankees, Red Sox, Rays. Dude, I'm telling you. My biggest worry is that just the way the Rays are playing, I don't know if the Red Sox can play at that pace for the rest of the season. Who knows? What happened? Who knows? Within a series and then continue that for the whole season and get back to that pace. Because it's going to take a 90-95 win pace to win the division. Right, and I agree. I, I think whoever doesn't win the division is going to be in the wild card. Yeah, so. but I mean, I think the Yankees last year went on like a twenty-one and four run at one point. You yeah, know what I'm was saying? Like, was that in August? I I have no July sometime. During it was like I think period. it was like it was like the Juneish. It might have yeah. been just, you know trickled into July or whatever. But uh, 
I mean, that's all you that's all you need, you know what I'm saying? If the Red Sox go on a 30 and 5 game tear, you know, 30 wins, 5 losses, there's it doesn't matter what the other teams do. That's probably going to be good enough to either have a big lead or take over the lead and uh for the AL East. You, you know, it, it's not so much uh I think the Red Sox news right now. It's actually more of uh today I saw an article that said is this the end of Dustin Pedroia? Because he, you know, exited last yeah. game, last night's game with left knee soreness, which is the knee he just had surgery on. And like we talked about on this show, the first time I ever came on, dude, that's my guy. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's that's heartbreaking more than anything. <clears throat> yeah. Because Nesson, you know, the leading sports page in, in the Boston area, or maybe secondly, he might be behind the globe, I don't know. But, um, uh, you know, releasing an article saying he's done after six games, man, it's tough to read that. Yeah. That's my guy. So uh, I think that's more heartbreaking than anything to know that his time in Boston might be coming to an end very quickly. And even if it's not, you know, soon, it's definitely in the near time future because he is getting up there in age. And that's, you know, that's that's one of the reasons I felt such a, so in love with the Red Sox was watching that guy play every day. Um, so to see that era end is going to be like the big poppy era ending for everybody else. Cause yeah. The Pejora era is my era of Red Sox baseball. And you know, dude, what's like one of the people don't always understand is a lot of times when guys get hurt and they miss a very extensive amount of time, it, people are always like, can they bounce back like physically sometimes? But they also kind of forget that, uh, you know, bother time or whatever is not working in their favor either they're getting yeah. older so it's not even yeah. sometimes can they get back you know to this same you know physically fit you know 25 26 year old body can do or whatever well now Pedro is in what his early 30s mid 30s he's 30 34 dude he's he's not gonna be the same player he was at his healthiest because you, they're dealing with now these super freak athletes who are their, you know, 24, 25, 26, 27, you know, prime ages. So I think that's another problem for Pedroia. And it just seems like everything's working against him. Yeah, and, you know, the thing is, is at that age, too, when you take so long off from playing, you miss a whole year to get mm-hmm. back in that rhythm. It's not so easy as, a, yeah. as when you're young, you know? I mean, it takes a lot more than just getting a couple of ABs to get back in that rhythm. So, yeah. you know, I know that's probably the other thing that people in Boston are freaking out about is because he's only hitting 100, and now he hits the IL with his knee injury. So they're probably, you know, yeah, yeah, he's washed, he's watched, which I really don't think he is because the year before last, what was that, 2016, 2017? Man, I can't even keep up with my years. But <laughs> that year before he, you know, got hurt, and had the surgery and everything, he hit 297 that year. He was yeah. one of the leading hitters on the team. Yeah. So, you know, it's – I don't think he's washed. I think it's just taking the time to get back in that rhythm because you have to remember he did sit out a whole year. Mm-hmm. He's getting his feet back under him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it just sucks to see articles like that because it does kind of put in perspective that, you know, you got to remember that these guys can't play the game forever. Yes. Yeah. forever is coming to an end. Yeah, and uh, that sucks. And that, that really is the worst part in, of sports. And the bigs, much less the Red Sox, that I just look at that way, the mm-hmm. way I do about Pejoria. Yeah, dude. And I mean, not to kick you while you're down, but it <laughs> makes me so happy hearing you Red Sox fans already being like, yep, that's it, it's over.
because all the Red Sox have been doing, it seems like, is winning. And Dude, that's the city of Boston, man. That's a oh, city that's of the city of Boston. Just give, city of winners. Give us man, a little Patriots, bit of time, and that's going to be Bruins. New York. New York will be back to the city of champions. <laughs> we ha- we got a little tired from being champions so much. Oh, we took a, we, yeah, we took a little yeah, nap. Let's just wait. The only wait. champion y'all have is the Yankees. Well, who knows, man? Maybe the Islanders. I mean, I really don't like the Islanders, but just because <laughs> you said that, maybe the Islanders. I don't know, dude. You think the Knicks are going to make a comeback? I mean, unless please. they get, unless they get KD, they're going nowhere. We've, we've suffered so much. You got it because you got to go through the Bucks in the East. You you got to go through Giannis. You got to go through the Raptors if they keep Kawhi. Yeah, but uh, so. yeah, but if we if they do get KD, they do get Zion. They get the first overall pick. I mean, this is gonna be a whole new era in New York, and I'm excited. You know what else I'm excited for? Tom Brady. I want him out. I want all these guys out. I want Boston <laughs> to just just never just see the playoffs in any sport again. Just because, like, usually I would be like, you know what, man? It's like whatever. I'm not going to worry about Boston. Let's just focus on my thing. But no. Now that we have this episode coming in, and it's all, you know, New York, Boston. Oh, yeah, know, you know man. what, You've been dude? pumping it up. I just hope Boston, they just never win anything again. And I'm going to love it. I can't, gonna, I can't wait for the next Red Sox-Yankees series podcast. I can't, I can't wait, too. And the Yanks winning. That was, I think the next <laughs> one's going to be overseas, right? They play in London. Is that, or is that, that when the is next that, one is? I know they play in London, but I thought they had one in between. I actually, know. I, I think, think they might have I one they in between. they went to Boston before they go, go there. I think, I think they do have a... Uh, yeah, that we'll would make more schedule. sense. Make, but either way, man, I can't <laughs> wait for another one, dude. For another one of these rivalry podcasts. I think that's what I'm going to title this one. This is going to be the rivalry. This is going to be our little segment for Yankees Bro, Red Sox. What is this? We go to Yankee Stadium three more times... <laughs> Before, and then we get two games in Fenway against y'all before we go to London. Oh, is this the London game? I no, can't you know wait. What? No, I'm wrong. I uh-huh. so we don't even we don't even play y'all in Fenway before London. Oh my we god! Go Yankee Stadium six times. This is amazing. I literally cannot wait for the next time. Hold up, we have a rivalry can we, episode. Can, can we just Thank talk you. about Thank the you. joke of a schedule the Red Sox had to start the season? How do you start the season on eleven game road trip? I love it. Uh, whoever made the schedule, I want to shake your hand. I want to shake your hand. Whoever makes oh, that will be scheduled. That's that's a conspiracy in the MLB. They saw how good the Red Sox were last year. So they said, you know what? Let's start them on the road so that they can't be as good this year. They start slow before they gradually get better. Because we can't just have them out here embarrassing teams like the way they did last year. That's, yeah. that's the conspiracy, man. But who did they yeah, start how, Who did how they how start playing first? Without getting your ring. They had the Mariners? Ring. The Mariners? I mean that's like a warm up game. That's like they're like tossing yeah. them uh like that's supposed to that's that's supposed to be the game you play in June when you're already up ten games in the division and you just walk in and it's it's uh just a cakewalk. And bro, Tim Beckham, we went like he went like eight for his first ten. Yeah, he already has like ten jacks, twenty jacks. He's leading the league. Dude, good for almost. him. Yeah, I think it might be is it I think maybe it's Chris Davis right it's now. Something stupid. It's, it, it's something stupid. Yeah. But uh, you know, he was a he was like a first overall pick. Yeah, no, so yeah, he was in two thousand eight. He yeah, was he's finally coming into his own, so that's good for him, dude. I know. About time. It's good, it's, it's it's good to see guys it like is, that. Yeah. Though. You hey, know, man, they struggle. 
the Baltimore Orioles, Chris Davis. It's good to see guys like that. Like I'm glad Baltimore Orioles, Chris Davis got his hits because that must have been very tough mentally. Waking up every morning, just being like, "Am I gonna get a hit today?" And you know, you know what sucks about that too, because like you read the media Mm -hmm. and you see all these guys, you know, saying, you know, talking about his struggles. But the thing is, is like people don't realize that. Because mm-hmm. you know they, the big thing was about how much money he was still owed. Right. But people don't realize that that guy actually cares. Like he's he's mm-hmm. beating himself up more than right. you guys of course. are beating him up, and he's dealing with demons in his head about mm-hmm. not getting. Of his. course. And he's having to walk in that clubhouse every day, knowing he's the highest paid player, and he's the veteran, and he's supposed to be setting. And a, that's uh, the worst feeling and, to have. Yeah, that is worse than anything. All these other guys, and he's out there stinking the place up. So, you know, people are acting like he doesn't care, but I guarantee you he cares yeah. more than anybody and that that bothered him and dude, you more know, than anybody that he wasn't able to produce at the level that he was getting paid to produce at. And, dude, I feel so bad for him also because if you ever just talk to another person about Chris Davis, there is a 99% chance either his contract's coming up and someone's going to say how he doesn't deserve that money or, B, how the guy can't hit anything and you're going to be like, oh, but he went 0 for, 0 for 51 or whatever. Something like that is going to come up. And it it's sad to think that his whole career might be negatively blemished oh, yeah. forever. It's going to be, rem- it's going Either to be remembered for terrible contract and 0 for 51 or 54, whatever it was. And that is just not the way you want to remember your career. Because let's not forget, he had two really good scenes where he was one of the best first basemen in baseball. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking up his baseball reference because, dude, he had like four years of. I mean, like he was forty plus home right. Runs. He was always kind of home run or strikeout, but I mean, I believe he had two All Star appearances. Yeah, yeah, dude, two All Star games, and he went 33, 53, 26, 47, and thirty eight. I mean, it's not like the guy was a, you know, just a random guy that they just yeah. needed, and then you know he had one but good see, year, and they kind of paid him. And he think, had good the, seasons. The thirty, the year he got thirty-eight, he had thirty-eight bombs. It was in sixteen. I think that's the year he got his extension too. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's not like he, like he's literally just having one bad year. But it's well, and two it's, bad years because he sucked last year too. But, but the only promise those, you know, this last bad year and you know how many games were in this season, is it is so bad, it's like borderline yeah, so everyone's, sad. Everyone's gonna remember him, by you know. And that, Which is ashamed. The, no one's going to remember all the good he's done. You know, however many years he's been playing, they're going to f- forget all those, you know, number of decent baseball, at least, and they're just going to remember this span of really unfortunate hitting. Which, I mean, the dude is 12 home runs, no, 16 home runs away from 300. So, you know, and that's in a, that's in a 10-year career. So... So that's 30, that's there are 30 a, home that's runs a, a year average. Yeah, it's 30 home runs a year. So, and that's you know, incredible. Can't say that the guy hasn't produced. Right. You know, it's a shame. It's a shame he got as much heat as he did. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it's not it's his. Just irrita- it's, just, it's just irritating when people can't right. step back and look at it from his perspective. And, and they just want to bash him. It's not his fault when they say, you know, the massive contract. If you yeah, got, I mean, if if you you got an offer, a ton of money. If the Yankees offered me. A massive deal. I'm taking it. And guess what, guys? I'm stepping up to bat, and it's not going to be good. It's just not going to be good. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a real confident guy. I have a lot of people tell me, 
that my confidence is admirable. Don't want to be cocky. Always want to be humble. But you got to have confidence. But I oh, yes. know willingly at my 19-year-old age that if the Yankees give me a contract, yes, I'm signing the dotted line. I'm leaving school. Goodbye. And I'm going to play. But don't get mad at me because I'm warning you hey, guys. I'm warning while we're on this contract situation, uh, have you been talking with the Red Sox about my future? Yeah, you know, I, mean, I was... I'm, I'm seeing that they could use some help now. So, yeah, so the thing I was... Not, I know you're not rooting for the Red Sox, but this is more right, about right, the Red right. Sox. This is more about taking care of your boy. Right, of course. I, one client. Dude, brothers, brothers gotta what's, eat. What's the deal on the street? Right, well, you see, dude, brothers gotta eat. We all gotta eat together. So, of course, that's my uh, first concern. But I had to wait till after the Yankees-Red Sox series because could not have you come in and absolutely torch my Yankees because then that's being a bad Yankee fan. And I'm a little bit of a double agent, so I got to play both sides. But anyway, dude, I was talking uh, the other day. I think it was yesterday after the Yankee game, after the Gardner's uh, Grand Slam. And uh, we <laughs> were talking. I want, I want. Kick me when I'm down. I want. <laughs> I, I mean, want. The way, the way I see it, if the Yankees are that good, mm-hmm. then they can't sign me because there's just no room for me to play. I would never get on the field if they were that good. Wait, what, the Yankees? Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm looking for the Red Sox right now. No, I know. I'm just oh. saying I'm, I'm fighting I'm fighting both sides, too. I'm oh, looking yeah, at yeah. it from your perspective. If you wanted me to play for the Yankees, I couldn't because they're just too good that, you know, nowhere I could, I could fill in. And the Red Sox clearly have a hole. If Pedroia is going to go down, who better than, than to replace him than me? Um, put a little spark in that lineup teach them how to hit again I mean I'm not going to drop bombs but hey we're going to play with some energy we're going to get on base and we're going to drive in runs and you know what I think JD Mookie Xander I think they could use a uh, little fire under their butts dude I I have two things to say about that first off the only problem is with the Red Sox man is I'm looking at a 10 year 500 mil and uh (laughs) They said, listen, we'll go five-year, 250 mil. And I know that's like equivalently the same per year. But I'm like, nah, we want the monetary value. And we want no opt-outs, no guarantee. We want the full money in full. So that's the first problem there with the Red Sox. Give me a little bit of a hard time. <laughs> and then secondly, what I wanted to say about you saying, you know, you're going to you know, get hits, put the ball in play. If you look at... The best, some of the best players in baseball. I was actually thinking about it today. I was just, just, uh, I think like Luke Voigt, he had like three straight line drives and they were outs or whatever. And I was thinking, you know, if I'm a coach or something like that, I, as long as you're not striking out or swinging at junk pitches, how could, you know, you be mad at a guy constantly putting the ball in play? Because yes. it's just, sometimes it's just unluckiness. And you look at the best players in, in, uh, in baseball. And they might have, like, kind of down years or something. Or maybe their average isn't spectacular. Like, it might be, you know, right around the 300 range, which is obviously still great. But it might not be enough to win, like, an MVP type of thing. But the best players that are hitting, you know, maybe 310, 315 and are all-stars every year, there's a direct correlation with the their average being as high as possible with the least amount of strikeouts. Because when you put the ball in play, good things happen. On base percentage always goes up. And... Even if, let's say, it's not a hit, let's say it's like a sacrifice fly, you're contributing for your team. So I think sometimes yes. people forget that. Put, put, I will never be upset if a guy, you know, even if it's a hard ground ball to short, it's a lot better than striking out because who knows what could happen. 
I love everything you just said. <clears throat> Thank and you. I really, I wish more coaches would think that way because, first off, I went on a rant about this the other day. Oh, uh, but to me, there's no such thing as a slump. Essentially, a mm-hmm. slump to me is you really need to take a step back and look at your bats because if you're 0 for 20, a lot of guys want to look at it and they want to look at the num- numerical value right. of it and they want to look at 0 for 20. But really, what are your bats like? You know, because you could have lined out 20 times at a guy and that's why you're right. 0 for 20. So if you're hitting tw- 20 line drives, why are you complaining about that? If you're having quality at bats, why are you complaining about that? If you're you know, hit 20 sack flies in a row, even though it doesn't count as an right. official at bat, but you know, you're yeah. thinking you're 0 for 20, you're driving in a run, so you're helping your right. team. So for me, you know, I don't think there's such a thing as a <clears throat> slump. Um, that's really my philosophy, but yes, dude, I wish more coaches would think that way because if you're, and that, that's the problem I have with the major leagues right now is because strikeouts are acceptable. It's acceptable to strike out and it's, it's more acceptable to stri- strike out and have high home run numbers. And I think that's why the offense in the game is down because it's okay to strike out. Whereas, you know, having 200 strikeouts, you know, five, 10 years ago used to be frowned upon. That mm-hmm. was, you were not trying to have 200 strikeouts in a season because you weren't going to get paid if you had 200 strikeouts in a season. And, you know, now that's acceptable because if you're hitting 30, 40, 50 home runs, now you're going to get paid. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, if you, that that's really, that's why the Red Sox were so good last year because they put the ball in play and two strikes. They were the, the best two strike hitting team in the whole, in the, all of the major leagues because they, they were tough outs. You weren't going to strike them out because they were going to put the ball in play. You put the ball in play. Things happen. Guys make errors. You force them to make plays. You advance mm-hmm. runners. Um, you know, you get sacrifice flies, uh, you know, so that's one of the things that just drives me nuts yeah. because young coaches in the, youth game, the high school game, and the college game, they don't think of it that way. They don't see quality at bats or, or guys that are struggling. They really may not be struggling because they may be doing things to help the team, you know, as far as getting on base and boosting an on-base percentage and, you know, drawing walks, maybe stealing second or, or sack button, sack flying or moving guys over, those little things that are essentially what playing baseball mm-hmm. is. And, you know, that's what the game has lost because nobody does that anymore. And uh, it's really a shame just to see that this era of baseball that we're in because it's such a power game, power pitching, power yeah. hitting, and uh, it just really sucks because we've lost the beauty of the game, you know, with sack boning, moving guys over, drawing walks, stealing second, uh, sacking a guy in. Um, those are the things that make baseball fun, I thought, or enjoyable. Yeah, dude, and I have another, you know, two things uh, to say with that because, you know, I completely agree with you there. and. Also, like, when you're hitting, I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but batting, you know, uh, getting up to bat in baseball is so different than any other sport, like, um, like type of thing or whatever, I guess, like, type of sport action, because you really don't aim. In basketball, you aim for your shot. You aim for your pass. Uh, football, like a quarterback, they aim where they want to throw. In hockey or soccer, they aim their shot. When you're batting, like, yes, you know, it's the hand-eye coordination to get the bat out in front and make contact with the ball, but you're not picking where that ball goes. You nope. almost have no control where the ball goes. And with, like, shifts and all that stuff now, it's kind of hard for many batters because what used to be maybe a base hit is now a ground out for them, and there's a, there's a lot of changing to be going on, and essentially the ball's going to go, 
and it just depends who's there. If sometimes the defender's in the right spot at uh, the right time or they make a great play on the ball, nothing you can do. So that's my first point, putting the ball in play. And then secondly, dude, strikeout swinging, I don't know if you've heard of this, like coaches will be like, oh, it's all right. And as long as you strike out swing, you gave it a shot. And this might be like a super hot take, and people might not agree with me on this. But like, I'm the <laughs> yeah, type I love, of. I love hot takes. I love dude, conf- conf- uh, I can't, like I controversial, said, controversial stuff. Talk, but dude, confrontational oh, takes. Com- yeah, yeah, dude. I, like, listen, dude. I- I'm such a competitive guy. I Every single time I went out and played a sport, whether it's like a one on one type of thing or it's like baseball, and then, you know, it's like one on one with the pitcher and the batter, I take it personally. I'm a super competitive guy. I want to win. Dude, I hate the whole idea of like participation trophies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't And to me, like the strikeout swing thing. You either win or you lose. Right. That's like the participation trophy for me because, you know, some kid who might not be very good, you know, and I think just kind of like a confidence thing to get him going is well, as long as you just swing the bat type of thing, you know, then, you know, that's fine, man. You tried your best. At the same time, though, you're out there to hit the ball. Like, that's the game of baseball. So if you take it out from a professional standpoint, with my mentality is if I see a guy strike out swinging, that's not good enough for me. I'm not like, well, he tried. This is seven-year-old t-ball or baseball or whatever. You're a major league athlete. You're supposed to put the ball in a play. Like I said, I'm not going to get mad if you had a hard ground ball to short. But if the Yankees strike out, dude, 15 times in a game and it's all swinging strikeouts, I'm still going to be pissed. I'm going to be just yeah. as pissed. Like if it's bases loaded and it's a 3-2 count, you know, two outs, and he swings and misses, I'm going to be just as pissed if he takes the pitch and it's strike three. So, yeah, because a strikeout is still a strikeout at the end of the day. Right. And, and, I'm, you know, and I'm not, like, if trying put, to... If you put the ball in play on those bases loaded situations, you might score right. a run. And you I'm, never know. And I'm, also, I'm not saying, you know, it's not their fault. You know, I get it, especially in Major League Baseball, they are trying their hardest, and even if they swing and miss, you know, they might get fooled on a breaking ball, or they might have, you know, it was like a, it was a heater, they were late on it, but this is, you know, your job is to put the ball into play, and I think a lot of people kind of get the idea from a young age, it's, well, if I strike out swing, I tried my best, I get my participation trophy, and every, and you know, everyone's happy, but at the same time, you know, if you strike out bases loaded and you're in the majors, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know this feeling and I'll never know it, but I feel like it still has to be pretty, pretty, you know, pissy. You know, I feel like they don't go back to the, the dugout a lot of times. A lot of times they take their batting gloves off right in front and they have, you know, someone bring out their hat and glove. I feel like I would not want to go back into the dugout after striking out bases loaded with two outs. Yeah, man, and you know, I want to kind of jump back on uh, the uh, control what you can control and, mm. and the shift thing. You know, my thing, which I, what I always tell guys, is the only thing to to there. Here we go again. The only two things you can control in the game is throwing the ball as a pitcher mm-hmm. or as a fielder, and swinging the bat as a batter. Right. Once the ball leaves your hand. Or once the ball leaves your bat, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't control the outcome mm-hmm. or where the ball goes or how far it travels. So all you can do is give your best effort, put your best swing on the ball, right. put your best mechanics into throwing the ball, and hope for the best. And whatever happens after that, you have to live with. And you can't right. 
get pissy about it. Like that's that's the game. That's how the game is. And so exactly, it's not like shooting a basketball or throwing a football. And that's what makes this game so great. Right. And that's also what makes it so difficult because you have such a limited control while also having so much control at the same time on what the outcome actually is. Um, and like but going dude, back to the shifts thing, dude, yeah. like I am actually, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the shifts. I'm on board with the shifts that we were playing the game that was played 10 years ago. I'm not on board with the shift that we're playing in this, this era because mm. in this era, you know, average doesn't hold weight anymore. And, uh, you know, my thing is if a guy's going to shift on you and you're a left-handed batter, why not just lay down a drag bunt to, to the left side? But, the problem is, is that you know, with all these analytics and stuff, and, and mm-hmm. the way these contracts are going in free agency, and the way front offices are viewing this stuff, is that if a guy's a home run hitter, or especially for guys that are home run hitters, because you know so many guys are getting paid based mm-hmm. on home runs, but they're them hitting a home run, hitting one more home run versus getting one more base hit, holds so much more value than laying down a bunt and helping the team or getting that that boost in the average to beat the shift. Whereas if they hit that home run, that may be an extra million or $5 million they're going to get on their mm-hmm. next contract. And that's what I don't like because the analytics are taking away the part of the game because a home run hitter is getting paid to hit home runs. So he's not going to go up there and lay down a bunt. Right. And go up there and try to hit a home run right. every time, unless it's game seven of the world series in the playoffs. And you know, you need a base runner right, in the eighth right. inning, but at that point you're probably not going to be shifting. So doesn't even it's it's irrelevant then um so that's the thing that bothers me is just that we've got a way right from playing the game and really just dude the, the an, analytics I, I just i don't know man i'm torn on analytics because they're mm-hmm. so great they really are great for the right. game but, but at the same time using not... them to to control the mm-hmm. game yeah i know what you mean but and i i just do want to just go right back to my point about the strikeout just because i was just thinking about it and like I don't want to have people think like, oh, yeah, like, you know, these guys are striking out. Like, why don't you try better? And like I said before, (laughs) it wouldn't be good if I was out there. But just, you know, the point I want to make, you know, for the young kids listening is that, you know, you have to have a short memory every single time. You step up to the plate, whether you're 4 for 4, 0 for 4, you're next at bat, you can't think about it. But just never, if I can leave you with this, and I think this still might be kind of, I I don't want it to be harsh or whatever, but... Don't be, like, content with striking out. You know what I'm saying? If you hit a hard line drive, if you hit a hard line drive and you get out, you know what, man? You did the best you could. That's it. Never be content with a participation trophy or a um, or a strikeout because I think, like, the participation trophies and stuff like that leads to mediocrity. And you should always yes. be striving for your best and striving for greatness because, like we were talking about before the show, you have one life, you have one chance to live it up, so you gotta go out there each time, try your best, and do your thing, because there is no room to be content with, with with failure, really. And that's and that's the thing that these participation trophies are teaching, mm-hmm. is uh, just being content with being with mediocre. Medi- I feel like. me- yeah, mediocre, 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 mediocre. mediocre. <laughs> it's, you're uh, gonna strike out. You're gonna have tough times, but it's how you bounce back from it well and that's and that's the, that's the mentality you're supposed to approach right. your bath with is it's the hunter versus the hunted you know right. it's the tiger versus its prey which one are you going to be you're going to be the right. hunter or you're going to be the hunted it's you versus the pitcher who's going to let them hang more and be the best guy out there 
and you know and that's the one thing I love going back to the Pedroia. That's the one thing I love about Pedroia. Mm-hmm. He has that dog in him where he's you're you're gonna have to kill me to beat me. Right. And uh, that was why I always loved him so much because he reminded me of myself, not only as a kid, but especially who I I grew up to be in, in the game and how I matured. And uh, it just that's what you know. Participation trophies are right. teaching people is that it's okay to be. Okay, it's okay. okay to be okay. It's, exactly. You know, yeah, it's it's okay to lose. Which, right. Which I you know, hate. it is okay to lose, but you have to learn I hate that. from losing. You have to right. learn from that failure. Right. And I always say, dude, measure like, don't define me how I am by my accomplishments. Define nope. me how I am by my failures, because every yes, accomplishment I have had has come from a failure that yes. I've had to bounce back from and work my ass off for. Because it brings me to another quote, which I love is. Everyone wants to eat, but but not everyone wants to hunt. And Bro, we're that, about to get deep. Yeah, and we're you about to get deep again because that's the thing, man. That people are so scared of failure, they're right. so fearful of it that that's why they stay in their little bubble. That's why they stay in their comfort zone because they're so scared of failing, right. and they're scared of what everyone else is going to think about them. But they don't realize that that failure is what propels them forward. People don't understand that failure is what becomes success. If right. The more times you fail, the more success, the better success you're going to have. And the most successful people in the world will tell you that. Right. Whatever success is defined as to you and whatever mm-hmm. aspect of life that is, whether that's you know spiritually, money, family, happiness, mm-hmm. whatever, anyone that has that success that you view that as is going to tell you the same thing, that they failed, they failed, they failed. Right. No one has a straight pass no, to never. success. Where never. they just you know did everything right the first time and never, never had any hardships. Everyone that has ever done anything absolutely spectacular or gone far has failed over and over and right. over and over again. I do. I hundred percent agree with that. And I think even if you look at you know the yard work and this podcast, I mean, it took us a you know this has been you know almost two years of of you know trial and error. And well, my cousin AJ, shout out to you, AJ. What's up, brother? But uh, when, shout out AJ. Sorry you couldn't be here, dude. Yeah, but when we you know had this vision, then, man. Then we could talk about the Mets. Yeah, dude. When we had this vision, man, like we didn't really like I didn't really listen to podcasts. Like I knew what they were, and I wanted to do this, and we just kept trying and trying. And like the first hundred something episodes, we had like no guests, you know. And then like we had you on the show, then we had Austin Byler on the show, and we had more guys wanting to come in and join us. And then you know brings it back to how we just started the Instagram Yardwork Sports. And it was because you were just kind of like, dude, who cares, man? Like, just go for it. Who cares what people think? It's like, just work work your butt off for it, man. It's like, let's see what happens. And let's just, let's just be success-driven. You know, it's a crazy journey that life takes you. And it's not going to be, you know, just like happiness and sunshine, whatever, all the time. But you have to bounce back from your failures, and you have to try to make them into accomplishments that you're proud of. Yeah, dude, exactly. And you know, that's I think that's one of my favorite quotes. Is that uh, you know, I mean, I guess everyone can talk about quotes because they're cliche. But so the, cliche. Oh, how's it go? It's something like this is bad. I can't even remember it. But something about the perfect. There's no such thing as the perfect time because the perfect time is right now. Um, but you know, that's. That's exactly what I told mm-hmm. you when we were talking yeah. about this off air was that, you know, dude, if you want something, 
Go there's no it. use in waiting for it or preparing for it to do it. Because one, you don't even know if you're going to be here that long to do it in the first right. place. But you're also never going to be fully ready. So why not just jump in now and jump in head first? Go through that trial and ever Have a plan, man. Say a quick work. prayer and, and go fail, for it. you fail, you fail. Oh, well, you learn yep. from it. You get an experience from it. Right. And I think dude, that's I mean, the most important thing. It, you're going to have failures and it's how you bounce back from it. How you learn from it and how you keep going and that's you know that's my biggest thing too with the podcast you know i started this podcast and i truthfully knew nothing about how to Mm -hmm. start a podcast for me i knew i was interested in podcasts because i listened to them and Mm -hmm. i've been on multiple ones as guests you know Mm -hmm. y'all's included and for me it was just one of those things man where I had been talking about it, talking about it for years, I was, or a year or so, and I kind of was interested in doing it, didn't really know anything about it, and I had so many, like, just guest appearances in such a short amount of time, and then I had a bunch of kids kind of asking me questions, I had a buddy that that recommended, hey, dude, like, we should do a podcast, mm-hmm. and it ultimately just didn't work out where we could do it together just for time management stuff, but uh, it's kind of like a lot of stuff just happened all at one time, and it kind of woke me up, and I was like, you know what? screw it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to jump into it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I like to talk. I like to talk about yeah. baseball. You know, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about. Just got to know I'm going to talk about baseball and we're going to see where it goes. And I'm going to put it out there. And if someone listens, great. If they don't, well, I'm going to keep putting episodes out there because I at least like to hear myself talk. Right. So I'll listen to it. You know, I listen to myself <laughs> so, talk. I'll play before I go to bed. You guys don't have yeah. to listen because this helps me go to bed. <laughs> but yeah dude i mean that's you know same with me man i just kind of jumped into it yeah and you know i don't i like i i barely i know very little about podcasting but, but i think that's also some of the best part man is you you learn as you go yeah it's it's, it's exciting you know and that's just what you do in life too yeah. just on a greater scale you learn you every can day. plan your life as best as you as much you know or as much as you want you think you can plan everything out it's not gonna happen and you and gotta go with you gotta go with the flow and you know sometimes like you said man there's gonna be some hardships gonna be some failures but you can't just just stop trying you can't just just mope around dude just like lay in bed all day man you just gotta go with it and you yeah, gotta dude, just and keep that's, pushing that's in like you know, twenty years or so, when all these people that are going through the uh, the uh, participation trophy phase that yeah. we're in, this generation that we're in, in the next twenty years, I want to see how these people respond to failed relationships, failed marriages, failed um, you know kids going through financial struggles. I want to see how these people respond to that because that goes back to the participation trophies. These lessons you learn when you're young about winning and losing and how to be competitive and how to be driven, have work ethic, all these these values, they, these are what prepare you for later on in life where you have to deal with real-life situations, deaths. And, um, dude. You know, like I said, financial, relationships, I, um, health issues, all those kind of things. How are you going to deal with those? Are you just going to lay down and die? Lay down and roll right. over? What are you going to no, do? No, you're, you're going to want them to improve, but you're not going to have the, the skill set to improve them because you haven't learned them along the way. And dude, I hate like um kids my age, my generation. I'm I'm so blessed and and happy that I don't have this mindset. But like, so many people that I talk to, they they think they're like owed something. Like yes, dude. They're like when things Man. go wrong, they're owed. I'm, like they, I'm so glad you have. You don't have like out. I get listen like you don't have to be like soft in life. You don't have to be like a snowflake like. 
if like I don't like something, like let's say I go to a restaurant and I, and you know like I don't really like the food, I'm not gonna be like send it back, give me free food, like I'm gonna I'm not gonna go on Yelp and tattle them. You guys think Michael Jordan or Derek Jeter is going on Yelp to tattle on a restaurant? It's like yeah. no, I I maybe you know I picked the wrong thing. It wasn't very good. I messed up. Let's get out of here. Type yeah. of thing. So you maybe either you maybe you just don't go there again, or maybe you go there again. You order something new, right? If it's exactly. Not good the second time, then you learn your lesson. Not you to don't. Go there again. You don't just yeah, tattle tell. You don't. You're not owed something. You're not owed free dessert. It's that's not how it works. You can't go through life thinking when things kind of when you have the slightest inconvenience as maybe your dinner's not as good to feel like you're owed something and be entitled for something because that's not how life works. Bro, I, I can't stand that because I know you adults know? that are like that too, that they, they're con artists and they just look for every little escape to get something from everybody. And, you know, it, it's just, it's a horrible quality to have. Yeah. And really a lot of people can see right through that. Um, yeah. But dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you as a 19 year old, you're 19, right? Yeah, 19, 19. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought yeah. you said. For some reason, that sounded so young when I said it. Yeah. God, you are young. But, dude, as a 19-year-old man, the next five years of your life going through college and then your first few years out of college, yeah. dude, you're going to be amazed of where you are versus where Appreciate all that. your friends are. Yeah. You stay in that mindset. You stay on that path. Dude. You're going to be you're gonna be somewhere special. Dude, I appreciate mindset. it. I mean, like, not to, like hype myself up or whatever, but oh, I, bro, I, hype, hype dude, yourself I do, you up. I do appreciate when, uh, I have people, especially, you know, like kids my age, when they tell me like, they're like, wow, like I wish I could do what you're doing. Like you're surprising people. Like you're actually doing something while you're still in school for the future. You're not just like getting by with grades or, or you're just not really worried and you're just, you know, partying every night. It's like, you actually have a, a mindset to succeed and you're actually doing it, you know? So well, and that's, I do that's appreciate one of the things hearing too that. that I learned when I was in junior college and college is that you're, you're going to have people that, that are going to talk crap or give you crap about what yeah. you're doing and, and the ways you go about doing it because you're trying to find ways for yourself. And to be people hate to people who grow. are different. But the thing is, is when you see people, those same people that want to say stuff, but they're there mm-hmm. mocking you or copying you or they start taking up the same actions as you they're doing that because deep down they respect right. you and they want to they want to do the same things that you do that was one of the things dude i noticed when i was in junior college when i got red shirted mm-hmm. and uh you know i was getting up at 5 a.m every day to go to the gym because i was still practicing with the team and traveling with the team and but i was making sure i got my own work done mm-hmm. first and then getting my early work done at the field before going into a full practice with the team, I started noticing there was more guys that would start showing up at the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning. But these were the same guys that were giving me crap about why are you waking up at 5 yeah. in the morning in the middle of the season. But yet, come down a month or two in the season, all of a sudden three or four guys are starting to show up. And uh, it's just one of those things you, you notice in the back of your mind. You don't have to say anything mm-hmm. about it, but you notice these guys that they truly respect you deep down. Yeah. Because they're repeating your same actions. They just, it's a pride, it's an ego thing that gets in the way where they just can't admit it. So, they, you know, they want to give you crap, they want to just mess with you. But really, they're trying to, to emulate you to, to do the same things you're doing to get to where you are. So that, that's just a sign of respect. Yeah, dude. And, you know, I feel like people don't like people who are different, whether it's just like a jealousy thing or they don't want to, oh, they don't want to admit it, man. They, 
if there's like the slightest slightest abnormality, like you know maybe you know like I know not many other you know nineteen year old kids probably have this crazy dream to start a podcast. I mean I think it was like seventeen at the time. Not many kids like thought that, and I'm I did not want to tell people. I was doing it, like quietly in my dorm at the time because at first I was nervous at the stuff they would say, and just that with with time I was like you know what man who cares like if people yeah you know the slightest you know different like just because like i might be a little different with my mindset that like i have this crazy dream and you guys don't agree with it it's like that's not the people i want to be surrounded with so what do i really care what they do what, what they say and you know now i mean sometimes i get uh i i, I do get a little annoyed when i get some some stuff from from you know heat from people i just kind of just just shake it off and i'm like you know what man and like this is it's kind of my thing and, you know, I leave it at that. And then, you know, it's always, it feels good. Like I said, when people notice it and I'm like, yeah, like I have professional, you know, athletes on my show all the time. I got pro baseball players and I'm like, I got my guy Carson Lee coming on the show all the time. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, like that's dope. They're like, you know, you're so lucky you get to talk to these guys, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, like I am pretty lucky to have these guys, but I also do work like super hard. Like there's a ton of stuff even behind the scenes that they don't see from, cause I know like, you know, you're starting, you know, you have the podcast now and you're, you know, creating your own brand on social media on, Insta- on Instagram. I think I saw you're like over 25,000 followers. So congrats, man. <laughs> Thanks, but man. They, don't, just hit it. they don't see all the behind the scenes work that we put into. And then on top of it, dude, you're also playing pro baseball. So there's a ton of stuff that people don't always understand. And they're so quick to mock you until they, you know, they understand, like when they don't understand, they just think it's different or they might think it's like weird. They're so quick to mock you until they see all the hard work and like, I guess the, the legitness of what you're doing and what you're trying to continue. Yeah, man. And I want to, I want to piggyback off that real quick because I just, I want you to remember what I told you that my dad said mm-hmm. about you from when he was listening to the podcast and he said that you have a future in and you know, radio or broadcasting or something. Dude, I think I think about that the way you were all able the time to, to trans. Uh, once again, here we go, having a brain fart. <laughs> but just the way you were able to, you know, talk about your message you're trying to get out there. You're ta- able to talk about sports. Uh, so I don't want you to forget that. I no, but, dude. I think about that all the time, dude. Like my whole family, dude. They like when because you know they're invested. You know, it's me and AJ, my cousin. So my whole family's invested in it. And, like, we always, you know, talk about, you know, the guys that we have on. And they all listen. So, like, dude, they they know Carson Lee, man. They know. They're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> well, that shout, guy Carson shout Lee. Out to the yard work family. Yeah, they're like, you had Carson. Like, yeah, we see, you know, in the titles, you know, Carson Lee. They're like, yeah, you have Carson Lee back on. It's always, you know, a great episode when you guys are, are on there. And I'm like, yeah. And I'll be like, and, you know, even his uh, his dad, as you said, they were saying some, you know, real nice things. And I was like, it feels good. When you you hear that support from uh, someone you don't even know, and coming from you know your dad, and you know someone that we have a lot of respect, you know, for you and your family, so it always feels good. And I want you to know that it's not something that I like, you know, threw away. It's in the back of my mind always. Yeah, no, I know. I just I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to pick no, up about that. But, yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's, it's one of those things though, too, man. You you gotta you gotta know that what you're doing now, despite mm-hmm. what people say or. or whatever man whatever they think who cares because you know 
in this world, who wants to be normal and who wants right. to be someone that just blends in? Why not be unique? Why not be weird? And why not leave a legacy or leave an impact on right. people that when you're gone, people are going to remember you as more than just another person, person. or another number right. that that was here on earth. But what you're doing, what you don't realize is that you're building a resume, a future resume for yourself. Yeah. Because in five years when you're trying to get a job in broadcasting or communications or radio, whatever you want to do, you have this podcast yeah. to use as your credibility, as something you can put on your resume as mm-hmm. a head start. Whereas someone else that's just graduating with a degree, right? You're going to be one one up on them. Yeah. Um. So you know, I appreciate and, you know, that. I hope any kid that's listening to this too, whether they're freaking you know elementary, middle school, whatever, or high school, college, man, I hope that this kind of shifts their mindset because we have we man we've gotten really deep here and yeah. I love it because I love did. having yeah. conversations of course. like this, but. I hope this kind of shifts their mindset to where they can, because you gotta you gotta understand. Like I was telling you before the show, that no matter what, no matter what you do, there's gonna be someone that's gonna hate on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to please everybody. So right. if that's the case, if you could realize that you can get comfortable in that mindset, that comfortable in that feeling, then why not just do what you want to do? And who mm-hmm. cares about the people that don't? believe in it or don't support it they're not you don't want them in your corner to right. begin with you know th- those aren't the people you want supporting you because you're not getting their full support and you're not getting it for the right reasons so you know i mean if you got a dream dude fuck i almost dropped the f-bomb <laughs> dude that's how you that's how you know i'm getting deep, We're getting deep bro. just dropping f-bombs but yeah <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm freaking hyped having this conversation yeah but um yeah, man, if you have a dream, freaking go at it. You know, who cares? Freaking like, go at it. It doesn't even have to be in sports, just in life. Right. Like, you know, freaking go at it relentlessly. If you fail, dust yourself off and try again and keep trying and keep right. learning from those failures. And who cares what people, the naysayers are saying? But mm-hmm. do something every day that's allowing you to get better. Right. Allowing you to get closer to that dream. Stay freaking tunnel vision towards what you're doing. And, I mean... Once again, man, when you look back at the end of 30 days, 60 days, a year, and you see how much farther along and mm-hmm. better you are, you're going to look at the people that are mocking you or making fun of you. Like You're going to realize you're farther along than them. But you have to also realize that these people that are mocking you or, or making fun of you, they're doing it because they have their own insecurities, their right. own problems, where they're doing it to make themselves feel comfortable because they don't have the guts, they don't have the pride that they can go in and do the same thing that you're doing. So they mock you to make themselves feel better because they're insecure about not being able to do it themselves. And you know what, though? I'm like, I love everything you just said, man. And I always say, too, is like, I I think, you know, I try to be, like, above and beyond. Like, I try to be, like, like a real nice, nice guy. Like, I think that is such so important is that to be nice to everyone. And that's, you know, also one of the messages I want to, convey out here so sometimes like when if you know you might get something that kind of mocks you or like they kind of question it it's like you don't have to be mean like you could just kind of check it out listen to it because like i try not to at least i mean you know sometimes we joke around i'm like boo red Sox, this and that and like you know someone from boston (laughs) might be crying right now but like all joking aside like the message i have for this is i want to help people and i want to help inspire the world and so I'm trying to, you know, have this, you know, positive outlook on everything. So sometimes when I hear that negativity back, it's like, what did I kind of do to make you, like, think that? Like, think something negative about it. And you just kind of got to brush it off, man, because you're not going to please everyone. 
And for the people that you know you do reach, it's it's a awesome thing. Yeah, dude, and that's and that's I completely agree with what you just said because that's the thing is you have to remember that you're never too important to be nice to people. Yeah. At the end of the day, 100%. you're just another person on this earth that can die at any time. And you know, regardless if I'm making independent baseball money or if I really was making five hundred million dollars in the show, like I would not change mm-hmm. who I am. Because That's who I am has a greater impact on people yeah. than the amount of money I'm making or my status or any of those things. And, uh, you know, if someone's going to mock you or, or give you crap, honestly, the biggest or the best thing that you can do or that I do that I I enjoy doing it. You know, they may not realize I'm doing it back. Yeah, yeah I'm nice to them, but I play along with it. I, uh-huh. I go along with what they're saying. And Oh, you think I suck? Yeah, you're right. I suck. Yeah, <laughs> I suck. You, getting up early and going to work out, you know, before whatever. That's stupid. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why I'm doing it. But, you know, play along with it. Right. And feed into them because they're not expecting you to come come back that way. Yeah. And I guarantee you'll catch them off guard. But you're still being nice at the same time. You're not being a jerk to them. And I'm not I'm not encouraging be, to be a jerk. I'm, I'm encouraging what you just said, too. Be nice to people. And, um, yeah. But, you know, if you can play back into that game with them, dude, like they'll you'll catch them off guard and and it's kind of fun on your part to do that and just to see their reaction because they're not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've kind of I've kind of caught some shade from from starting this podcast from from various people. And, you know, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. I'm just doing it, like I said, just to talk and try to relay right. information. But, you know, if someone says it, it sucks or whatever, I kind of just play along with it. Like, yeah, you know, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking uh, making that episode or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is what it is. You know, like I said, people are going to think what they want to think. Um, so why spend the time worrying about them? Right. Why not just do what you want to do? Because 100%. you don't want to look back in a year or five years or ten years and look at all the time you wasted and all the things you could have been doing that you decided not to do because you're worried about what someone thought. Yeah. Uh, 100% because, you know, I think like we've just been saying of the last couple of minutes, you know, that we've been in like this real deep part of the the <laughs> podcast, man, is you're not going to please everyone. And every night when your head hits the pillow, it's, you know, again, you know, not in a cocky way, but was I happy today? Did I do the best I yeah. could today? Was I, am I proud of myself for what I did? And then when you, if you answer all those questions positively, then when you have that kind of like self-pride and that self-love, which is greater than anything, I think in the world, who cares what a couple haters say, man? Because like even because like I said, man, people say stuff to me, man. It's like, yeah, well, you're you're at home on the couch, man, and uh, I'm gonna be putting up to my guy Carson Lee's game in a couple months, and we're gonna Can't be out wait, here bro. in Pennsylvania, bro. Might throw out the first pitch. I don't know how that's gonna go. I might just walk on the field, and a security a security guy's gonna truck me, and I'll spend the night in the slammer. Whatever, but I mean, I I'm use bail, that you as fuel, that. man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate I'll spend, that. I'll spend the night in there with you, dude. That would be legendary. A live podcast, like a twenty-four hour challenge in jail. That would we'd go viral. It would it would a hundred percent go viral. No way that would. Yes, have to sneak in our phones some way and just sneak do a in. voice memo the whole that time. Would <laughs> that, that would be incredible. That would be epic. That would be great, dude. But. Uh, when you're going to be in Pennsylvania for, uh, this, this, uh, summer, I think you said it was like the first times in like a month. It's like, uh, May 20 something. 
the first time in the early uh, June, we're definitely going to catch a catch a game for sure. Um because I think uh I'm going to be like not going to have many practices. School's going to be out. Uh I can get out of work, so definitely got CAJ, whatever works best for us, and we're definitely going to catch a a game or two when that uh, weekend span and we're gonna we're gonna go absolutely nuts it's gonna be insane yeah bro i really i hope you guys are able to make it out i think we, that would be so sick we, yeah so it's we're it's gonna do everything we can 23rd of may mm-hmm. we're gonna do everything uh that we can i don't know aj's schedule like a hundred percent dude but like yeah if there's like a 99 percent chance dude that i will so I will walk there, dude, if I have to. Like, I'm going to catch a game. It's going to be so dope. And we're going to get another collab. Uh, hopefully, you know, when that day does come. And, like, I'm I'm super pumped for it, man. Bro, I will buy you an Uber if I have to. <laughs> You're going to be at that game. Dude, that's a fact. Wait, I will be there. Bro, our next our next collab is uh, May 30th and 31st. That's the guaranteed one because right. that's when uh, we play you guys again. So that's uh, four game, that's a four while too, bro. New York. That's a long that's a long time to go with the collab. I think we're might gonna need like a a week before pit stop <laughs> on the field collab. Dude, as you're like taking grounders, I'll be like have my mic just just like sitting there during the game. Be like, so cars like, what do you think about this? Or I'm like, oh man, I'm in the middle of a game. You feel the ground bro, like, I all need, right, I'm good. I, I need one of those. I need one of those ESPN setups. Where yeah, I have a yeah. Mic when you're mic'd on, up on field and you're just recording in the stands. Yeah, dude, that would be incredible. That we that we gotta look sick. into that. We gotta look. You you don't like no one will even know. You know, like you just slip it under your shirt or whatever. No one has to hear. You have the wire and you're just like on the field and you're like, yo, Andy, bro, you see that? And then like somebody should be like, what are you saying? And you're like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just talking to myself. Just talking to myself. Just keep the brain sharp. <laughs> All right, let's go, guys. Two outs. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it, man. That would That's be awesome. incredible. That'd be so epic. Dude, and I gotta say one thing because on my uh, recording thing, we hit the seventy-minute mark just now. And what's Holy in, cow, what's dude. incredible about this episode is I had the only show notes I have on my thing is just yank sweep. That is all I have written <laughs> in my journal. And we got 70 minutes from that. That is incredible. And I feel like I can go on for another, like, seven hours. Bro, I told you I told you off-air that this was going to be a complete no-notes, no-script show. I didn't, even, I didn't even have anything down. I just knew we were talking right. about Sox Yankees. And, you know, I kind of was just going to go with the flow. And we, we were lighthearted, but we also got dark. We got a little uh, deep. We, got a little, we had some good jokes in the beginning. We were laughing a bit. But, like... It's like we set it up it's for the so, end of the podcast. And it, it's so like just genuine, you know, when you don't have notes and it's just two guys just back and forth having a conversation and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my god, we've been doing this for an hour and ten minutes and See, it's like we have so much more to talk about and like sometimes people don't understand, like it's not all it's like not it's not scripted this, man. You can't make this stuff up. And that's and that's my biggest thing is I'm learning here, you know, with the podcast here these first few weeks is because I try to I've been trying to have a script, kind of have an understanding of mm-hmm. what I'm going to talk about, just very broad points. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's about it's about making those transitions from going from point to point, 
but also staying in a respectable time length. And, you know, right. dude, it's people don't understand how hard it is, first off, to come up with a script, right? to do the research and figure out what you want to ask a specific guy and what road you want to mm-hmm. go down. And then, you know, to not get carried away, um, you know, during those times. Because that's, that's what I told Austin, man, when we got off air. And I ended up doing his podcast, and we talked about it on his show too, but there were so many times because of the, of his story that I was trying to get across to mm-hmm. people that that are listening to kids, high school guys or college or whatever, that there were so many times when I had my questions I was asking him and then something just organic came up and I wanted to just completely go down that road, but I really couldn't because it was going to take up too much time for what yeah. I wanted to cover. But, you know, like that's, that's the biggest thing I'm trying to learn is just how to kind of like juggle Dude. both sides of it, stay into a script but also being as organic yeah. as possible and just kind of going with the flow, man, it's tough. It is It is tough, and I got to say, because actually on Saturday, I also was on Austin Byler's show. I recorded, I think that's, I don't know when he said that one's coming out, but it was like the same thing, dude. Like, it was, I think it was, I actually don't even know how long the time was, but it was probably close to an hour of talking, maybe 40, 45 minutes. And the thing is, like, I had no notes because I was a guest, which was, kind of weird for me and then secondly was like how smooth he was because he started bringing up stuff on the from the show that to the show that like we were just talking about right before like i don't yeah. like i don't know how he it was able to write that in the script and plan all that out and for him to do that i was just kind of like how did he get those smooth transitions and I, he's doing a real uh, awesome job with the byler bombs podcast yeah, dude, that was awesome Tyler to be Bombs, a part of freaking major league university dude yeah it's the thing is man is i love this whole little network we have between right. you me it's Austin, incredible robbie like dude i just it, it's so much great content it's, um, it's insane especially between robbie's side man things robbie's doing i feel like i'm slacking on my end but i keep saying you know now that baseball season here we're gonna pick up i'm actually doing a giveaway really on my instagram here and this next week, I have a, a broken bat and a pair of batting gloves that I'm going to do a giveaway with. That's awesome. Um, so whoever's listening to this, you got early be jump. on the lookout for Sneaky. that. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, but do, and, but, but yeah. even going back to like we were saying, this connection we have, it's like it's like a massive, like, however many-headed monster, you know? And we just kind of yeah, feed bro, off each just, other. It's and a it's, fraternity, man. Right. And it's, it's awesome to be a part of you know and because it it goes so much farther than just like baseball and stuff like that because like when Robbie Road he was in uh New York getting uh I think it was his it was his labrum I think it was when when he was getting like a second opinion on it or something he was like asking me like good places to go eat like that is bigger than baseball and you know getting to tell me like some good places to eat and him check it out it's like that's awesome and kind of like you said the fraternity and like the brotherhood of the connections that you know, like we've got to make with each other, has just been extremely special. Yeah. Exactly, bro. Like you're no, you're no longer just another podcast host, man. You're my friend. Appreciate and, uh, that, and brother, bro, and brother. Same birthday, media. man. Twins. And because of this, uh, this you know, the podcasting with yeah. each other. So I mean, I I appreciate that, man. Because uh, like like I say, like I'm not on the same level as you guys. You guys are professional athletes, and I'm probably never going to have that chance to be a professional athlete. But to hear, you know, 
I'm like a friend of you guys and you guys, you know, value my time. It feels so good because it almost, it almost feels like all that failure of not getting to exactly where I want to be. I kind of made up for it with this and it led me down this path. Like we say, dude, life's a crazy journey. When one door closes, another one opens and it's led me to this. And then just to be able to talk to, you know, my new friends, my new brothers I met, it's insane. Well, we're literally brothers. You literally. guys remember that. Twins, but... you know, same birthday. Same, <laughs> same uh, exact thing, man. I was thinking about but, it, dude. Uh, when it's our birthday, when October 5th rolls around, we could have like some crazy birthday bash or something. Bro, like, it's we gotta, gonna be we nuts. gotta meet up somewhere. We, we gotta go out of town and just we get away for the weekend. Have to, bro. You tell, bro, you name a city, bro. Let's just like <laughs> throw a dart into a globe, bro. Wherever it lands, we're going. That's a little dramatic. You gotta remember <laughs> the salary that, uh, that, uh, you know, we're, we're both. You gotta remember the sal- my salary, too, is a. College. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the salary we're both bringing right? in, you know, we have the college student and we have the independent baseball player. But hey, you know what? We can. Uh, we'll, we'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah. We'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> or, uh, How about we start with throwing a dart in the United States? Throwing a dart in the like Next what? year. Next year, when I get that five hundred million dollar contract, yeah, yeah. we'll throw a dart at a goal. Or like, if you're, if you're still like in uh, like uh, Kentucky or whatever, man, we'll throw like a dart in like you know Northeast America, <laughs> and we'll go there. We'll, we'll go to we'll go to Connecticut or West Virginia, something yeah. like that, man. Something we'll just crazy, find something man. out there and, and make a good time. We'll out like of it. we'll like tip a cow or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's just something something to make memories, man. That's what man. it's about. That is, man. But uh what it's about yeah man this was uh this was this is a good one man i don't know i mean (laughs) i have one thing we didn't talk about we didn't talk about we were gonna sign off this show see my only thing is my pocket my app only lets me go to 90 minutes and i'm at 77 and a half so we're getting we're getting close to when this thing just like cuts out (laughs) i mean well you know if you're listening and this thing just goes out you know what yeah. happened. Don't blame dude, it on us. I actually have another thing this I wanted to bring fun. up, dude. Was uh, there was a, a like an Instagram like meme I saw, and it was like a poster of like these like three like friends like like sitting around a table like laughing. It was like a stupid poster, and like some kid is like close to the wall like smiling, and it's like this is what a podcast is like. It's like you're kind of listening to the conversations and like people having a good time. And I was like, dude, that's exactly what it was like when I was listening to the years and uh, Austin Byler's podcast, the one I think it was before this or two before this one or whatever. And like, you guys were like talking and I was like, I was like talking back to the phone. I'm like, wait, they can't hear me. I'm like, no, I'm like, I have so much to say. And then you were like, you were like Bro, to Austin, yeah. you were like, I don't, you're, I don't know, I don't know how to do a three way on Skype, but we need to get a three way going. We have to. It would be nuts, dude. And like, you asked him, you're like, you're like, oh, like you're from Pure uh, Arizona, or whatever. And Austin Bauer was like, yes, sir. And I was like, I knew that. Point for me. I knew it. I'm like, I'm like, what is Austin Byler? Jeopardy, <laughs> double Jeopardy, or whatever. <laughs> Give me Austin Byler for five hundred. Yeah, Austin Byler for five hundred. And it was like, Bro, where do you go to school? I was like, the- I was like, Nevada, Reno, or whatever. I was like, thank We're you, good night. tag him for this because he's getting so many shout-outs on this show. Yeah, he is, dude. We got to be like, uh, yo, AB, skip to <laughs> like 70 minutes in, and then we're just like completely just like gassing you up your podcast and stuff like that. Because he's, <laughs> yeah, he is bro, the man. We're, <laughs> we're blowing you up, man. Free marketing for everybody. Free marketing for Major League University and Austin Byler, the boy. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah, dude. It was so funny. And I saw that and like I gotta find that uh that meme so I could I could send it to you because oh my god, it was so relatable to it. Bro, that's hilarious. We have to get that uh that that three way pie dude and we all have shows so we could do a Freaking what trio collab or whatever podcast that would yes. be nuts. And when you have us three like on a show together, like we've never had like that three FaceTime thing. Like it's gonna be nuts, bro. Okay, we're starting a group message tonight. Start a group message to tonight, that. dude. Hundred, hundred percent. Listeners, this is what you have coming in the future. Yeah, have some fire episodes coming. You have some fire, dude. I'm getting giddy right now, dude. I'm off my chair. I'm jumping around. Let's go, boy. Let's Bro, I'm sending, go. I'm sending, I'm sending the message right now on Instagram. Let's do it. We're going to make this happen. Let's do it. Doing a group. That This is Doing insane. Group. This is, not, I mean, I can't look at it right now because I have the phone recording because of some technical difficulties, but <laughs> I got 10 minutes left on this, and then when, we're, when we wrap it up, man, we're hopping on that, dude. I'm just going to be spitting fire into the messages. Yes, bro. And if you guys I are still, if you guys are still listening, eighty minutes in, I hope you guys are pumped too. I mean, we went from some like you know trashing the Red Sox a little bit. We went just we talked about some wait. deep stuff, some motivational stuff, and now dude, we're pumped up, dude. It's like a, it's like one of those like marathon like P ninety X things, dude. Like a spin class. Right. We're getting October October twenty sixth. Just wait on it, man. Red Sox will be holding up back to back World Series <laughs> champions. That's the start. They're they're. You're they're a funny gonna, guy. They're gonna be back. You're a funny guy. Just give him time. You're a funny guy, man. Uh, Just give him time. <laughs> Tell me, man, that offense. Once it starts clicking, we'll be fine. We need the offense to start clicking. Now we need the, the rotation to figure it out. And bro, we'll be fine. I I feel like I took like a like a five hour energy, bro. Like now I'm just pumped. Like now I'm just ready to, to ready to go, man. Ready to unleash some. Bro, do we should we just record podcast, a two part podcast here? I mean, just like, do like, just do like two weeks work, like all in one night. Dude, we'll do like, dude, let's do like a whole month worth. <laughs> we'll just like go on, dude. There's like, there's like ten parts. It's like five in the morning, and we're done. And we're like, all right, good job. We're like, I'm not gonna put this episode out until like All Star break because we talked about like the All Star game that like Judge had his two home run All Star game. So we're gonna that, have that to wait. That hasn't, that hasn't happened, happened yet. He's not gonna make the All Star team. <laughs> Whoa, chill with that one. Chill with that one. Bro, you're gonna have Trout and Betts, and Judge, and then let's see. Judge, thank you. Who's gonna be the third guy? Judge. No. It's a Judge. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. It'll probably be. It'll probably. It'll probably Roman Raymond Raymond Loreno. Is that his name? Raymond. Oh, Ramon Ramon Loreano from the A's. Yeah, that dude has an absolute hose. He threw out. Yeah, but no way. He's not. He's not taking out. Judge, you crazy? <laughs> this guy's crazy. You're trying to get back at me from earlier in the show, bro. Oh my god. Dude, this is like this has gotta be like a Guinness World Record, dude. Longest show? Or something. Bro, I don't know. I dude, don't know, man. There's like crazy podcasts out there like Joe Rogan. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like three hours long. It's ridiculous. Dude, crazy stories, but like I have like signed up for like four world records. I'm waiting to hear back from him. Way <laughs> Which one you back. got? It's like uh, the farthest chicken, like a rubber chicken throw. It's 40 yards. I think I might be able to do it. 
Uh, another one that me and my friend did is farthest football throw blindfolded that Dude Perfect has at 40 yards also, so we got to beat that one. But uh, we think we can do it. You know, I, they had a good technique going. You wear a helmet so you don't get clocked in the face. You're blindfolded. And you just kind of sit in a squat position with your arms out and hope you got a good toss that's going to lay it in the basket. So I got that one. Then it's most consecutive days with doing a podcast, and uh, there's no record for this one yet. So I was like, all right, like we'll do it. And we went like like a five-day span a few, like a, like like last year. So I was like, five-day span. Like, let's do that one. So when you're back there, that would be an easy one. And what was the last one? Because I know it was four I did. I don't know. I think I signed it with, with field goal kicking. I think that might have been it, dude. But if I can get on the board... As a, yeah, all it, take, all it takes is one. All it dude. takes is all one, takes man. Is one. And like one, like I can, like I'm not gonna lie, like I'm pretty proud of my mile time. Like I can probably run a mile. I mean, my best was like, what was it? It was five oh three, dude. My Jeez, best. dude, that's hauling. Right, my I, mile is like nine minutes long. <laughs> let's be honest, dude. I do not run for distance. Dude. I run for a short burst. So like if and then there's like it's like ten minutes to do a mile with like dribbling a basketball, so I'm like I think I could probably get it in like a seven eight minute range, dribbling a basketball. So I might have to sign up for that one too. <laughs> Just do it with all these different these different uh, sporting balls. Maybe you could do like bouncing a tennis ball on a tennis racket. Yeah, yeah. The like for ra- a whole mile. For a whole mile. Shoot, that would be tough, dude. It's like because you mess up one time, even if it's like oh, a third lap. You're restarting. Oh my god, that is like heartbreaking, heartbreaking. So I don't know, man. We'll have to see, man. Who who would think Yardbrook Andrew, Dirty Andrew, is in the world record books? It just, it just says Dirty Andrew. Yeah, so, that's that's what I'm about to say. You have to put it down like dirty that. Andrew. It has to be yard work. Quotation mark, dirty, dirty. <laughs> Andrew. That would be hysterical. That's how, that's how it's going down. That would be. So, that's, the, that's the new name, bro. That's dirt, the new I name. I love it, dude. I freaking love it. I'm so I'm so glad we did a, co- a collab, dude. This yeah, was dude. fun. This was great. So freaking fun. This is, this is different. This is a different kind of episode, right. man. And it was pretty sweet. I'm glad we did yeah, it. Yeah, me too, dude. And then, dude, like we've been saying, man, now we get the three-headed monster. Me, you, Austin Byler. We get a... A show like that, that would Yo, be a whole, yes. Nuts. Like eventually, we'll be at a whole round table, man. Right. And we're just gonna, we're just keep elevating our game, man. So this was definitely one of the best episodes I've ever done. And I mean, if you guys still listening at this point, we thank you so much because <laughs> yes. we know, like, dude, it gets long, but like, there's some great stuff that we talk about. And, if, you know, if you guys just take the time, you, you, you don't even got to listen it all in one shot. But you yeah, listen to this exactly. episode, man, Break it's it going to be, it's good. Like, it's, it's worth it's worth your time. I, I think so, yes. at least. Yes, and I want to I reiterate that, that thank you guys for the support. Thank you for listening. Of course. Uh, especially, you know, thank you for listening to this podcast through its entirety. Because I know there are some times where we just kind of ramble on. Um, but like, like AJ said, or AJ hey. Andrew said at the beginning of the um, of this kind of ramble of how organic our conversation was, um, and how we just went on with no script. So you know we were just we were just talking, we were just having fun with it. Um, so I hope it was entertaining for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, 
and hey i hope y'all continue to tune in mm-hmm. and support support the show and just soaking up the information that we're both giving you guys and you and know just enjoying it along the way Dude, even if we get you know zero views on this, dude, this is happening again, man. Another oh, we're, duel, we're, we're another it, trio podcast. Two. Yeah, it's gonna be me and you. Yeah, so we got a lot more stuff coming, and you know, like I said, I want to say thanks to everyone, of course, for listening because you know we'd we'd still be doing it, um, you know, even if we didn't have listeners. But the dream does stay alive and always feels good, and we thank you guys for your support to listen. And uh, yeah, my guys, yardwork people, make sure you guys. Check out Down the Dirt Podcast on iTunes. Check out the guy, Carson Lee. He's the man. Um, and, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I think that's that's my sign-off. I'm Yardwork Andrew, a.k.a. Dirty Andrew. This was the Yardwork. And uh, I think the yard, Yardwork's signing out right now. <laughs> and, and this is me signing off. Uh, once again, I just want to tell you guys thank you. Um, you know, like I say, I could put out all the content I want, but if you guys don't indulge in it, um, it doesn't mean anything. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys for supporting. Um, and once again, as always, man, not only is this collab going to happen again, but um, I appreciate you guys getting down and dirty with me in a down and dirt podcast. I am Carson Lee, your host, also known as Yard Work Carson. Let's and go. I'm signing off until next time. Thanks, you guys. And I actually did not sign. I let that play, so I'm signing off again on my show. Yardwork Andrew, Dirty Andrew, this was the Yardwork. Thanks for listening.